the Six Pointer Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Six Pointer Podcast uh, following Crystal Palace's 2-2 draw away at Manchester City. Um, a result that I've got a bit mixed feelings about, Matthew. I mean, it'd be interested to hear your views on this, but um, the way that the game panned out, um, Palace went ahead uh, in the first half. Um, what was it? St. Tosson just five minutes before um, half-time. And then it was two quick-fire goals from Sergio Aguero, really, which... Um, which is probably why I'm feeling this way because I think it was 81 and then 85 was it he scored or something like that. Um, and I was really disappointed, you know, that Palace had not, not managed to hold on after doing so well throughout the second half to, to sort of nullify Man City's uh, attacking threat. Um, but then a, a great better play by James McCarthy um, to win the ball back, feed it into Wilf who, who plays it. And I thought it was a Conor Wickham goal, but it turns out it was a third, was it a Fernandinho own goal in the end? Um, yeah, so, I mean, obviously before the game, I would have snapped your arm off for a point, but maybe the way the game played out, I'm feeling a little bit disappointed maybe. But um, how, how do you think about it? Still, I'm still really pleased uh, about about the result because I think, A, you know, going ahead and, and staying ahead for so long... Uh, giving Man City's dominance in the game, you know, I think stats are like 70-30 possession. Yeah. Um, and, and it felt like they had a lot of the ball. Uh, and I think the performance uh, alongside that was a strong one because uh, pretty, I said to you during the game, it, it didn't feel like previous years where I remember us playing Man City it being like, you know, 90 minutes plus of them just attacking mm. us and us not really being in a game, not being a competition. I felt today it really was, despite them having a lot of the ball, it still was a, a competitive game. It was still, you know, action in, 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 in uh, what felt like action in, in, all, in all quarters of the of the pitch, really. Um, also, given, uh, so that that's kind of A for me. B would be the, yes, disappointing to concede two late goals, but not surprising given the way they peppered us. I think um, 25 shots they had, albeit only six on target to Palace's uh, three on target from five efforts. So, you know, clinical Palace in that sense, but to to hold on um, for that long and then yeah, disappointing to give away two goals like that, um, but then to have the uh, attacking um, guile still to get up the other end of the pit, Wilf to carry the ball some way, James McCarthy in the, in the build up to that to that goal, winning the ball back uh, like in a, our it was half. Like, it was like a hooked tackle, wasn't it? Brilliant, fantastic tackle, fantastic effort. You know, and to to be doing that, given he's probably done ten kilometers in the ninetieth minute, shows the 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 quality that that, that he has, and then will to get us up the other end of the pitch and and. And and Wickham did well, I thought, to put the the defender or Fundino under pressure enough mm. that he had to stick a leg out and and away we go. So yeah, I I I feel your disappointment for the three points, but I'm really pleased about the performance and the fact that we managed to take a point given the circumstances. Yeah, no, I think if you look at it that way, fair enough. And maybe I'm being a bit downbeat in it, and you still got to look at the table. We're ninth in the table. I think we are on thirty-two points now. Is it? I think it might be. Um, which realistically is probably only about 30. 30 points, is it? So realistically, you only I think 36, 37 this year will probably be enough. Um, so we're, we're sort of only a couple of wins away from, from safety. But everyone's favourite subject, I don't want to dwell on it too much, but VAR did play a big part in the game. Um, 
went both for and against Crystal Palace. The first one, uh, about 15 minutes in, Wilfried Zahar looked like he was bowled over by um, John Stones. And it went to VAR. And I was really surprised, given the replays, that it wasn't given as a penalty. It looked stone wall to me because Stones didn't get anything of the ball. Wilf went over. Um, and then in the second half, Jara Reedyworld had a cross which was um, pinged up off his, off his toe, went up to his hand, and, and the referee originally gave a penalty, and that was overturned. Um, I must admit, I said, shoot, I don't, I, I don't actually you know they're not, they're the handball rules anymore. Um, but I guess it was ball to hand, so that's why it was, was ruled out. So one for and one against uh, Palace for VR today. Yeah, the Wilf one, you can see how it can go either way. Um, it's disappointing that um, it does look like he was pushed over. Um, and, and for that, given that they had the option to look back at it, um, you know, it's a bit gutting not to be uh, that, that to be given our way and, and given the ref gave it the way. But you can kind of see why it's a 50 50 the way, although I do think it looks like he pushes him. Wilf mm. goes towards goal and it looks like he pushes him away. So, yeah. And then the, the handball one, I like you don't know what the rule is anymore because it's, it's, all the rules seem to have changed um, for this season, which seems to mean that, you know, you're not sure if it's. Um, if he's going to go either way, but uh, yeah, if it, my understanding of the rule is that it's ball to hand and and um, sorry, hand to ball, and that means it's handball rather than ball to hand. Mm-hmm. Although I know there is um, discrepancy amongst that, but you know, it, it came off his leg first and then his hand up. It doesn't like he put doesn't look like he put his hand up to stop the ball then from his leg. No, it looked like the ball came off his leg and his arm was up because he was stretching for the ball yeah. rather than anything else. So. Uh, that's probably, but again, we, we don't know the rules, so we can't say. So, yeah, but both ways. Uh, and, and again, given the ref had given the penalty as well, Andy, yeah. for that one, uh, I'll happily take the, the Wilf one not being a pen for their one not being a pen. Yeah, no, fair enough. And and I, I just wanted to highlight on St. Tossin because I thought his goal was, was excellent. I mean, I think it was a set piece as well, wasn't it? Uh, or, or did it happen just after a corner? Gary Cahill with a, a great assist. I mean, heading it back across to St. Tosson, who, who got a really powerful header back across Edison. Um, and all, to be fair, throughout the game, he worked really hard. He held the ball up well. He he sort of drifted. There was a front three of AU playing on the right and Wilf on the left, although they switched and Tosson in the middle. Though Tosson actually, you know, he went out to both wings as well when the, when the ball was up there, held, held that ball really well. And... You know, I know a lot of people were, were, were or some people were, were down in this signing. You know, I think he's in the first couple of games he's shown he can be a real asset. He's done well, hasn't he? So you know, first start, first goal. You know, take that. Um, yeah, he put himself about. What what I liked is that he he looked for Wilf early on, mm. so he looked to get the ball up the pitch. And I think that's sometimes where we struggle. We sometimes. Uh, will play nice passes around but struggle to get past the halfway line and I think he got us up the pitch quicker he was looking for Wilf early playing some good balls he won a number of aerial uh, battles um, and, and yeah he, he, he did well he took his chance he had another chance in the second half as well if I remember I think it was a volley um, so yeah yeah it's nice to have have that sort of big option mm. I couldn't quite work out what formation we were playing I mean it was three up front you know in all sense and purposes but I couldn't work out who was playing where in the first half because there were times when Wilf was down the middle and then there was times when Wilf was at the left and I wasn't quite sure if they were switching or that was just Wilf moving around a bit but again it's a nice option to have and I thought Jordan Jordanayu did well out on the right hand side as well you know he won us lots of free kicks he um, he again carried the ball well and that's, that's what we lack we lack people to get us up the pitch and yeah. we talked previously about 
people who are who get on the ball and, and stay on the ball. I think we're we're good at um you know the passing and the moving and 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 that sort of side of things, but not so much in terms of people to to get on the ball, stay on the ball, and get us up the pitch. So you know he 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 did well in that respect. So yeah, pos- positive uh positive first um first start of him. Yeah, yeah. Just in relation to your note on the formation, I think in in possession it was four three three, but without it was four five one. Um, that's the way it looks to me. Um. But I guess looking forward now, um, quick turnaround because we've got a Tuesday night game against Bournemouth, which for some reason inexplicably is a it's a half past seven kick, or even though it's not on TV or not on Amazon, I don't know if this is something the Premier League are, are trialing. Uh, I don't know if any other games are kicking off at half past seven on Tuesday or Wednesday because I think well, well, there, well, there is a, there is a quota, isn't there? Full quota this 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 they, midweek, isn't there? They, so so it's not it's not Bournemouth. You love you love Sam playing Bournemouth next. Southampton. Southampton, sorry. You keep saying this. You said it last week as well. So no, uh, yeah, Southampton. Two South Coast teams, you know. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, although Southampton are doing markedly uh, markedly better than, than Bournemouth at the minute. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah they're all still seven thirty with one Chelsea Arsenal going to be an eight fifteen. So I don't know if it's a, a trial in line with the Southampton stuff that they're that they're making. But um, yeah, yeah, as you say, a, a quick turnaround and. Uh, a positive to see that Southampton didn't have a good result today so Wolves came back and it was 3-2 so yeah. they will be first on match today well barring the Newcastle-Chelsea game which is um, just about to kick off um, we will be second on match today it looks for goal thriller yeah obviously we're, we're eagerly await Gary Lineker's tweet later on to tell us the running order um, but, uh, but I think I think that's probably about it for, for this week um, actually saying that I'm, I've got ahead of myself hopefully tomorrow We'll have um, Espia's comms manager, Kenny Paulson, on the pod. Although he will not be speaking on the pod in his um, role as Espia's comms manager. It will just be his own personal views. Um, I must make that very clear. Because um, he's over for the weekend. He went to the Fulham game uh, last night. Fulham were playing... Help me out. QPR? No, QPR. Right. So he went, he went to the Fulham game last night. He went to the QPR Leeds game today. Right. Um, so basically, he's he's trying to do a bit of ground hopping. I think he also wants to get to Brentford before they move stadium as well. He's a he's a bit of a, a fan of the old ground hopping. So um, hopefully, we'll get him on the pod. Um, Fulham Middlesbrough one nil, and it was a it was a one nil today for QPR Leeds, wasn't it? A ten man uh, Leeds as well. Um, so yeah, it'd be interesting to hear his his views on those games and also how they compare. To the quality of Damon Super League, I've I've been chatting to him over this weekend, and he's he's alluded to the fact that he he thinks that the championship is miles ahead of the Danish Super League in terms of the quality of play. Um, so yeah, interesting to get his views, and um, I think we're going to watch the Liverpool Man United game as well. So might even talk about that as well. Who knows how many beers we have? We might have a bit of a chat. So um, yeah, that that to look forward to in part two, hopefully as well. Um, Matthew, thanks very much for your time again, and we'll uh, we'll speak to you on Tuesday at the Palace. At the Palace. Hello and welcome back to the Six Pointer Podcast. I'm pleased to be joined here by uh, Kenny Paulson, who's over here in England, in London, um, from uh, Denmark, from Esbjerg, to watch some English football. Kenny, um, you've been to two games so far this weekend. You went on Friday night to Fulham versus Middlesbrough, a 1-0 win for Fulham, and QPR versus Leeds, a surprise win for QPR uh, yesterday. Um, What's brought you over here to watch, watch English football? English football is fantastic. I like the passion from the fans, and you can feel for the fans. They love their they love their club, even if it's Fulham or Middlesbrough or yeah QPR or Leeds. It's fantastic. 
So what, what is it that first made you want to come and watch English football though? Is it, is it the fact that you saw it on TV in Denmark and you think I want to go and watch that or is, have you heard from other people or what, what, what is it that, that's brought you over here? I've heard from other people that the atmosphere uh, around the the football games in England is fantastic. And the mm. uh, first time I went to to England to see a game, it was in Manchester at Old Trafford. Okay. It was uh, it was a Champions League quarter final, as I remember. But oh wow, big game! Yeah, against Lyon, right. United won one nil by a goal scored uh, of Cristiano Ronaldo. Right. Uh, yeah. I've seen a lot of English football in in television, and mm. yeah, it's you can feel uh, when you're sitting at home in Denmark. You can feel the passion uh, through the the television, and yeah, everybody is is in it mm-hmm. in the game. Yeah, involved. Yeah, involved in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, given obviously your 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 interest in in, in Danish Superliga. What would you say are the differences, the main differences that you can pick out between English football, or say, should we say the English Championship from the games, the two games that you've watched over the last couple of ga- days, versus the Super League? What, what, what are the key things that stand out for you, which, which are different? If you're looking uh, at the games, uh, the tempo and the technical skills are higher in the Championship than in the Danish Super League, of course. The budgets in the in the championship are way higher yeah. in the than in the Super League, yes. and uh, yeah, and uh, if you're looking outside the f- outside the pitch, you can see uh, full stands. Mm. Uh, the people uh, sometimes we missed in Denmark yeah. uh, full stands, but uh, yeah, the the level on the pitch is higher, and uh, and I also think. The level outside the pitch is higher, yeah. even though we are very glad for, yeah, the fans in Esbjerg, of course. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you and I were speaking off the pod as well about how much atmosphere makes a difference to games, and and the fact that I don't think it's appreciated by the people that run VAR and the FA, for example, how much um, the the fans actually in the stadium impact the game, and obviously. That's I know that's a bugbear of yours, and, and you you talked to me you've talked to me before about this Danish football mentality that you know a lot of, not a lot of people go to the games unfortunately you know I mean you look at Espio I mean I'm always going to well try to go to as many Espio games as possible um, and, and I think the average attendance at this year has been about six seven thousand is that right Oh that's lower four and a half thousand oh, really? in Espio okay. yeah. Okay. yeah and 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 the stadium holds twenty. Uh, 17, 000, 17 okay. yeah. yeah, so so obviously you've got a lot of empty spaces, and and I think something I've I've noticed a lot um, between my Palace supporting career is that you know from Tuesday nights watching Crystal Palace play Scunthorpe and there being 12,000 12, people there, you know we're now in the Premier League and Crystal Palace sells out, you know every home game they've got now. Um, I mean, what what what, it, what is it that that is the difference between? English fans mentality and and Danish fans mentality is it is it literally just the higher quality on the pitch or is there something else which is stopping people going to, to, to games in Denmark I think it's something else it's about culture okay That's interesting. the home of football is England 
Right. I think. <laughs> is, is so, so, I mean, is this, are you alluding to the fact that there are other sports in Denmark which are well attended? So we, we spoke to people before about ice hockey and handball and things like that. So people would rather go to those games rather than football? In Denmark, people will be entertained when they go to a football stadium. Mm-hmm. In England, I think uh, my experience is that uh, that it doesn't mean so much uh, if you are entertained at an and at an English stadium. You have to go because if you support Fulham or Millwall or Crystal Palace, yeah. the most important things every weekend is yeah go to the football game yeah, just to see them play yeah just to see them play and yeah. stay behind the players and the club and that, every week and, and that you don't think that the same thing happens in Denmark it's not the same in Denmark no. in Denmark if we if Esberg win three or four games in a row everybody will come <laughs> to the stadium because it's it's funny to be a part of a winning team yeah. not so funny to be a part of a losing team yeah And I, but but I guess still saying that I mean the fact that that SBA is still you know given their 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 performance this season obviously we won't go into it too much but um, second department in the league and you're still getting six thousand or four thousand people turn out every year they turn out every week that that that's quite impressive I mean given that you know the fact that you know they're they're not doing very well this season um, I mean comparison to last season when they were finished third bronze medal Europa League. What, what 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 were the attendances then? I mean, were they that much higher? No, it was not that higher, but it was higher. I can't explain why. No, fair enough. Okay, I'm not I'm not, I'm not asking you for all the answers, but no, no, it's, it's just useful to get a, get a, get a different viewpoint. And um, Kenny, thank you very much for your time in the Six Point Podcast. I've really enjoyed you uh, you being here. Um, hopefully, you know when you come over again. I know you're you're due to come over a bit again in February. We can uh, get you on here again to talk about the games which you've seen um, and get your viewpoint, um, which is a very unique one for, from Denmark. So thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Cheers, mate. The Six Pointer Podcast. Oh, 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 oh,